This is 680 CJOB. Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast with Christian O'Mell. On this episode, Murat Atesh from The Athletic tells the story about how he learned about Patrick Laine's upbringing. Great article on The Athletic. Pros versus Joes at Sturgeon Heights next week. Man, kind of wish I was in high school again. And what would you do for $100,000? Would you lock yourself in a dark room for a month? That's what one pro poker player is doing. All that on the podcast. If you like good sports journalism, The Athletic is a pretty good place to go. Not paid to say that. I'm just saying that as a satisfied customer. And today, a wonderful long-form piece by Murat Atesh, who covers the Jets for The Athletic. It's all about Patrick Laine, as Murat went to Finland, where the Jets were playing, and talked to lots of people from Laine's youth. Murat, did Laine give you some tips for where you should go? Yeah, that was the really incredible part. I was able to talk to Patrick before I went at length, and um, he told me about some of the key parts of his childhood uh, at the Soma Ice Hall. He grew up and played out quite a lot. Uh, Koluka to the oldest outdoor rink, the first one with artificial ice that he said every NHL player from Tampere had played at. Um, Haka Metso, which is the name of sort of the legendary Finnish arena. It was the first indoor ice, and it's in Tampere, and both of the pro teams play out of there. So he basically gave me uh, just a list of spots and a couple of the important ones. He took my notebook out of my hand and wrote them down for me. So he was a great guide. What was that experience like traveling to Finland and talking to people in his past? It was really incredible. I mean, I had heard all sorts of things, both good and a little bit cocky about his childhood. Um, You know, he was a brash kid and there was a a couple of incidents that came in and around that that I I talked about. but the most important and impressive thing that I got out of it was all of these Finnish legends talking about how Patrick learned and the ways in which he's developed and matured without losing that personality that we love so much to talk to and the jokes and the Fortnite and, and Winnipeg is good and all of it. So um, the development path of how that came to be, I, I was thrilled to be able to get into that. I think the most interesting part of this article is the way that the philosophy of hockey in Finland has changed over the last decade and how we're now seeing the fruits of that reaped with people like Patrick Laine, Mikko Rantanen, and how these Finnish superstars are emerging in a way that we haven't really seen ever before. Timu Solani was kind of the, you know, the outlier, but for a long time, these Finnish teams were grinders. Yeah, Finns are taking over right now. And, and the reason for that, um, I think some folks in international circles know that there was this 2009 hockey summit that was held in Finland to completely revamp the philosophy, changing it from kind of a, a 100% team grinder, a certain type of approach, uh, really top down in communication. And I was able to talk to the person for the Finnish Ice Hockey Association, who's now the chairperson of the Coaches Association in Finland and a former national team coach as well. And he broke down the philosophical changes, the ways in which they changed just at a personal level of their system. In addition to hiring all the coaches, in addition to the infrastructure, they genuinely changed how they think about getting the most out of a human being. And talking to him about that was one of the best parts of my experience there. And then to have Patrick Liney himself say, that's exactly what changed. They supported me as an individual so well. uh, And I used to not like having to be in in that grinder mold. 
And I think it's interesting, too, looking back, you know, Patrick Laine was not, you know, a can't-miss prodigy. There were some struggles for him in terms of his, you know, junior B. He played junior B hockey. I thought that was crazy that Patrick Laine played junior B hockey. <laughs> yeah, and didn't tear it up at first either. It was a, it, pretty incredible to think that um, that a, a guy as good and as dominant and as talented as he is and with the shot that he has and even his childhood coaches. I spoke to one who taught him when he was nine and the shot was already there, he said. Uh, but there's been a lot of development and a lot of struggle. And one of the iconic moments of uh, of the of his story, I guess, is, is a knee injury that he had and he was working on his shot. One of his buddies was telling me that he went to shooting practice on crutches. He was so intent on, on working on his game. He sought that out. He sought all sorts of other advantages out. And, man, to, to, to pick up those stories from other people and then synthesize it into what went up at The Athletic, it, it was really a thrill. And talking to all the people that you did, did it give you a greater understanding of the player that he is now, the man he is now? Absolutely. I, I feel like the, the Patrick Lenny that we know here in Winnipeg, this uh, this brash, hilarious guy, I mean, to have people who grew up with him say that, you know, at his core, uh, he's the same hilarious, confident uh, person and, and that they're describing the, the Patrick Lenny way of saying things are going through the world and then be able to share that, that um, I, I really feel like it was a tremendous insight and uh, that, honestly, quite a privilege. I was, I was so supported in going out there and being able to do it. And what did you learn about just the hockey world of Finland and how is it different or very similar to how hockey is perceived in Canada? You know, I immediately felt at home. And Tampere looks like Canadian cottage country. It looks like the Canadian shield a little bit to me. Um, but then when you go there, Every single person knows where Winnipeg is and knows the story. So we got Teppo Newman from Tampere as well. We got Venla Hovey for the Bisons and now Patrick Laine. And they all know about our city. In contrast that, I was as a tourist, I was in Paris this summer telling French people, hey, I'm from Winnipeg. They're like, oh, where is that? Is that, is that part of Toronto? No. In Patrick Laine's hometown, they know this city and they know lots about us. And, and that was pretty incredible. Yeah, and Line isn't necessarily the favorite child, though, from there. <laughs> it depends who you ask. Oh, my goodness. I had a hilarious experience where I was going to a youth practice, and there were these 10-year-old kids skating around, just love of the game. Um, and I had a chance to, to talk to them kind of one-on-one. They all came to the bench, and I'd weaseled my way onto the bench, and, and I had the chance to talk to them. I thought, of course, who's your favorite NHL player? It's going to be Patrick Laine. And the first one that they say is Jonathan Taves. And the second one that they say is Tuka Rask. And then the third through 12th one they say is also Tuka Rask because he played for Ilvis, the program that these kids were associated with. And they held a grudge against Laine for all of that winning that he did back in the day. Um, to, to think that these 10-year-olds are, are just so passionate, I, th- I think it really conveyed the amount that hockey is the lifeblood of this place. Did it give you an impression talking to everyone that you did that Finland is going to be a world power in the international stage when we're talking about Olympics, world championships, world juniors for a while now? I think that there is a very definite sense of kind of a golden generation forming in Finland right now. And and I use that phrase in the piece. Um, So 
Uh, I, I had colleagues for The Athletic talk to people like Jesse Puglia-Yarvi and Sebastian Ajo and Miko Rantanen, and I talked to experts in coaching at various levels of Finland, and the amount of resources they have um, or have at least focused for this and the development path that they're on, they're telling me that there are um, there's another generation coming to the um, the perhaps consensus number two overall pick. Uh, Kako is, is is coming out of Finland as well in, in this upcoming draft. So what they've got right now is a really really nice wave, and, and it's not you know Rantanen and lining at the top of the charts right now. This isn't the last we're seeing of that. Well, I, it's a great piece of writing. I would implore anybody to go out and uh, read it. Murata Tesh, I appreciate you joining the CGOB Sports Show for the first time, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, other CFL players, Bison football, volleyball, hockey players, will be taking on Sturgeon Heights students in the school's 10th annual Pros versus Joes competition. Starts Monday, runs all next week. In that school's gymnasium. So, joining me to talk about this is Deborah Anderson Woods, Phys Ed Department Head at Surgeon Heights Collegiate. Deborah, how are you doing tonight? Hello, good, thank you. So, this is the 10th year of this, and how excited are the students to take part in this? Oh, they um, are always so excited. In fact, it's uh, it's a bit of a process to be a Joe in Pros versus Joes. You can't just show up at my door and say, hey, I want in. They have to apply. A lot of kids apply to get in. And then throughout the month of November, uh, they kind of have to prove themselves. Uh, we raise a lot of money and food. The whole point of Pros vs. Joes is helping families in need at Christmas time. And to uh, actually get into Pros vs. Joes, they have to pass the test, the amazing race test, and not be eliminate, eliminated. This requires quite a bit of fundraising. They've raised at least... Uh, $12,000 so far. That's incredible. So this is actually, there's, there is a cut down process to this. And I guess this is something probably the students have been looking forward to all semester. Oh yeah. They, uh, they start coming to my door first thing in September. Applications go out in September. Uh, then there's a bit of a process by mid October. We know which teams can actually participate in amazing race. And then and then the games begin, so to speak. Uh, they want to get in. They want to stay in. So to do that, they, they really do work hard and have to fundraise. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it's, not, it's not an easy process. But once they're in, we start Monday, and they're so excited uh, for all the, the activities and games with all the professional athletes. So tell me what activities will they be competing against these pros in? Well, um, we, when we get the, the big boys in, so to speak, so on Monday, uh, they'll be participating in two events called the Gauntlet and Powerball, and we have about 14 Bison football players that are coming out for this particular event. Tuesday, we're looking at volleyball and basketball. There, you'll see Keenan LaFrance and Nick Dembski from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Anthony Coombs, who's a Toronto Argonaut. Jordan Herdman, who plays for BC Lions, as well as DJ Lalama, who is a Montreal Alouette. Including that are also Bison volleyball girls. So that's a big day. On Wednesday, um, there is uh, an interesting event where the the pros actually are trying to shoot the Joes uh, with a pitching machine, but not with baseballs. This isn't, uh, we're not going to go 
that's a little bit too harsh. Yeah. But uh, again, you know, um, Obi Khan is coming out. We haven't seen Obi at our schools uh, in about eight years, so it's nice to have him back. Andrew Harris is out on Wednesday, and then we've got a couple Bison hockey boys out: Nick Zajac and Adam Henry. Thursday, however, is uh, quite a funny day. Um, that's a huge sellout. It's the lip sync battle. Ooh. Yes, it's uh, interesting to see, and we've got. From the Bombers, Nick Dembski is coming out, and he is always a great performer. Wow. He's a crowd, yeah, crowd favorite. Interesting. Plus, yeah, Bison football players. Um, and throughout all this, the Joes are competing as well. Right, so all the Joes will be doing the lip sync battle as well. And then Friday is the St. James School Division Rock, Paper, Scissors event. Oh, boy. Yeah, so you've got nine schools participating to be to be a school that participates in this rock, paper, scissors, they also must be fundraising food and money for these families. So that day in itself brings in quite a bit for the hampers. And there you'll see Buzz and Boomer, Anthony Coombs from the Toronto Argonauts, Andrew Harrison, Matthias Goosen from the Bombers, and again, uh, the Bison Hockey Boys. That's a lot of activities on the go, and it sounds like something that not only are the students doing a lot of fundraising, but this sounds like something that these pro athletes are going to just have a blast doing. Oh, they do. They're actually, uh, uh, they turn into kids. They come out, they have a pile of fun, uh, they really get the crowd going, and to actually come in and watch the games, students at the door have to pay a toonie to get in. It's not free to come in. So having, you know, um, the CFL guys come out, that's a huge plus for us because kids are willing to pay uh, to come in to watch. They also know that they're, it's a donation towards the family. So it's a win-win all the way around for everybody. Well, Deborah, this sounds like a great event. Best of luck throughout this. I'm kind of jealous that I'm not a kid that can uh, take part in this, yeah. but it sounds like a, a great time and uh, best of luck next week. Okay, cheers. Thank you very much. All right, that's Deborah Anderson-Woods, the phys ed department head at Sturgeon Heights Collegiate. Pros versus Joes. Honestly, the lip sync battle, seeing pro football players take part in that would be just so much fun. A pro poker player is locking himself in a dark room for 30 days for a $1,000 bet, $100,000 bet. I mean, we've all done this hypothetical in our lives of what would you do for X amount of dollars? Would you... Well, I'm not going to get into some of the examples, but there is a real wager currently being played out between two poker pros. Two poker pros. American player Rich Aladi. He'll get 100 grand from Australian pro Rory Young if he stays in a pitch dark bathroom alone for 30 days straight. Despite warnings from his friends and loved ones, he entered the isolation chamber in a quote undisclosed location somewhere in Vegas on November 21st. Now, before you think, what is he doing? Here are some of the terms. Complete darkness, no electronics, no light-emitting devices, no drugs of any kind. He is allowed any type of food that he wants. He has a bed in there, a shower, a bathtub. He has some pretty lavish toiletries like Epsom salts, sugar scrubs, along with food from a Las Vegas restaurant, some sliced fruit, almond milk, cereal, Pop-Tarts he has in a fridge. Meals are being delivered during the 30 days, but not on a regular basis. So he doesn't know how much time has passed. There's a private live stream from the dark room where you can check up. His friends are checking up on him. But if it's dark, how can you see him? Maybe it's infrared. Okay. 
Well, Alati didn't do any training or research. Sister told him, don't do this. But he went along with it. Sister said, quote, we tried to get him not to do it, but he doesn't listen to anybody. She tried very hard to get him to pull him out and wasn't having it. So, 100,000 bucks? Would you do that? Would you lock yourself in a room for a month for 100,000 bucks? I mean, who would host the show? Sky, would you host the show? No, I'm going to be in the room in Vegas enjoying room service, bathroom service. In the darkness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll stay here. That's okay. Tomorrow, cloudy and a high of minus three. I'm just going to break format for a second. Why? Well, because. Well. (laughs) Oh, this is. I can see this is going to go in the. Uh, Keep in going the, in the bank. Uh, Sky's telling me. Yes. Who's producing your show? Uh huh. She's having a Hanukkah party on Sunday. Are oh. we? Are we invited, Sky? I mean, if you like fried foods and yes. spinning a dreidel and eating chocolate and getting eight presents, you're invited. Well, t- absolutely. <laughs> oh, you like those things? Well, of course. Oh, sorry. I'll send you the invite. All righty. Well, thank you. Uh, What's the weather going to be like for Sunday, Clay? (laughs) Sunday, Hanukkah, the start of uh, Hanukkah. It's going to be sunny, high of minus six. That's about normal for this time of the year, so thank you. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. This is 680 CJOB.